From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Summer Skates, rep your favorite player or your own team with personalized shower shoes or koozies. Go to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile to see how you can lock in your rates forever. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans as it may be. To another Thursday night episode, a late night podcasting after dark, if you like. The Pro Hockey West Report, Scott Strandy with you tonight after a uh, lengthy drive to Grand Junction, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful championship city, Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how's hibernation? What hibernation? You haven't allowed me to have a hibernation. <laughs> ah, I love it. I and love it. <laughs> meanwhile, we were all on pins and needles last night to see where you were going to end up, and you ended up in the great city of Grand Junction, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Just 244 miles away from oh, Denver, but that's nothing. I couldn't that's do nothing. it tonight. I could not do it. And, of course, you spent the night here in the championship city of Las Vegas. And, I certainly uh, did at the beautiful Caesar's Palace. Yeah, and the Augustus Tower, which is which is where all the the big spenders uh, stay. Is that right? I I didn't know that. I just uh, they gave me a room and it had a, a jacuzzi well, tub in it, and I said, "That's cool. I'll stay here. I may move I, in." As far as, <laughs> as far as I know, you're gonna you're gonna move in. But as I said last night, if you're there Formula One weekend, you better make sure you have some some cash with you. <laughs> Uh, you don't think they're going to count me on Formula One weekend and Super Bowl and Super Bowl week? <laughs> uh, what about when the Golden Knights play? Can I stay there then? Well, if it's a weeknight, you might get a good rate. <laughs> <laughs> they're partners. There's no such thing as rates. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much to the. I read the thing about being ten dollars a room. That's a rate. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, big thank you and shout out to the uh, Caesars uh, Palace Resort Casino, everything that it is. Wish is I could have stayed Caesars longer. Property? Is there any Caesars properties in Iowa? When I, go there? Uh, I believe there are, yes. I believe uh, on the river is uh, some Caesars properties. So we'll see. And, and maybe we can hook you up in the central North Dakota in January. I'll pass on that one. I've, no, that's, we're I'm, keeping that for Paul Hornstein because he, he's he's looking forward to going to UND and Minot in the same weekend. He 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 told I'm, me mid January is perfect because he's tougher than nails. Well, 
Well, I was so, thinking, I was thinking about coming out his way, go to New York in January when the Golden Knights do their New York trip and stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I did make it safely into uh, Grand Junction. Uh, no issues getting here, which is kind of nice. Um, did some prospecting in uh, Vegas this morning before we left, and. Got up here and got settled in by about seven minutes or so. <laughs> How'd that go? Did you sign any big contracts? <laughs> I did not sign anything today, but came really close. So I'll, I'll fill in everybody at a later date on that. Um, what I will tell you, what I will tell you though, is we did pick up another American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty team in the. Well, we talked about it, but it became official this morning with the uh, Liberty University women's team, the five-time defending champions from Liberty University. So that's a good thing. We have seven men's spots left. We have one women's spots left. And uh, the women's teams are clamoring. They're going like, hey, can't you add some more? And I'm going like, well, then we'll do nothing but have advertising on our podcast. So unless unless Stephen wants to go an extra hour with with a women's one on Wednesday night, um, I'd have to ask him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, uh, I'll get back with Steven and, uh, and see what he okay. says. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Tonight is pro hockey though. It's all about you, the you already, pro you hockey. Got me so, you already got me so busy as it is. Busy. I might, I might have to ask for a pay raise if, if, if we do another hour. <laughs> <laughs> More than what you're making now? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I fathom that. <laughs> <laughs> Off the charge. Now you're sure. starting to talk to me like Hornstein does. You know that? Where, uh, yeah, just just pay me more. Pay me more. Well, I've always oh, said. I've always you know said, how many screens I got to watch during NCAA hockey season? Well, I've I got to watch all these screens. I've always said I'm on the ACHA contract where I'm paying you to do these shows. Yeah, love it. Love that. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's get on to talking. I want to get on the I want to get on the pro the pro side of things where I'm getting paid to, to do these things. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Shush. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, on the pro hockey West report tonight, um, we need to talk more about some of this player movement because there's some some player Ooh. movement that's um, what happened in, in Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> what's happening everywhere? If you ask me, so it's coaches, it's players. It's the excitement of another rookie face-off, this one in Henderson. And uh, when this season starts, Stephen, it's it, – yeah, Summerlin. Okay, what did I say? You said Henderson. Oh, okay, Summerlin. I'm sorry. But I'm there are going to be a couple be games at the Dollar Loan Center, but most, okay, most of it cool. will be at, in the City National Arena. Nice name drop, too, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, that's um, the name of the building. I, you have yeah, to it the is. The it and, is. <laughs> and the other, the facility in Henderson has just changed names, and they're having a big event for that. It's now going to be the America First Center, so we want to drop another credit uh, uh, bank-like name. And the America First Center is the name of the new of this. It's the now the name of the what was Lifeguard Arena is now America First Center. And yeah, and and on top of that, Sun Devil Stadium, I believe, for the first time ever, has a corporate partner name for the next fifteen years. By the way, at about four million a year, it is now the Mountain America Stadium. 
as they whatever get, they get, call it. As, as they get ready to move to another conference, I'm sure at some point and follow Arizona's, uh, <laughs> follow Arizona because Arizona's on the move to another conference. It looks like <laughs> everybody's ditching the Pac-12 these days. I guess they don't want. I guess they, I guess they don't want their games to be on Apple TV. Mountain America Stadium has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? I guess we're going to get to hockey here at some point. Yeah, exactly. This we is are. what happens anyway. when we're in August, you know, when there's... This is, since, we, since, no. I can't hibernate, since I can't hibernate, we've got, I've got to find some way to, to, to entertain the masses. No, uh, actually, that's not what it is at all. It's about my travel schedule and uh, trying to put everything together. But we're here. Uh, we're ready to roll. We're committed and, to doing uh, these shows, no matter if Scott we, gets in 20 minutes before showtime. We're committed to <laughs> and me getting in. Behind. We're committed to doing these shows. I tried driving about, I don't know, eight hours straight. And then, uh, and then no, do I don't a think show. I will. But anyway. that's, why, that's why I don't do. It. That's why when, like last year when we went to San Jose, that's why I fly fly nice southwest into San Jose, and then you drive all those hours to to get there. Oh, and then stop me up it! Twenty minutes later when I arrive. Yeah, that's stop how I, it. That's how I travel. That's how you roll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I will shout out one but more I'm thing not though. It, but I'm also not staying at Augustus Towers at Caesar's Palace either. So I mean, there's a little, well, little bit of we we gotta give and uh, take a little bit here. Yeah, and I will tell you that we are staying in a beautiful Ramada Inn, which is part of the Wyndham chain, which is part of Caesars. So um, nice Ramada Inn. I'm, I haven't stayed in Ramada in a long time, and I'm pleasantly surprised at just how nice this place is. So um, that's cool. Anyway, okay, let's get started with the uh, Pro Hockey West report. We talked about player movement. You brought up Colorado. Let's start right there. What in the world is Colorado doing besides rebuilding a new lineup with a new head coach? Well, I just saw this that came out today that the Eagles have signed former uh, Denver uh, pioneer Brett Stapley. Uh, he's he's now uh, with the uh, Eagles, and a five foot eleven hundred ninety five pound center, four seasons at University of Denver, thirty two goals, sixty seven assists, one hundred twenty one contests. Uh, he had a career high on uh, the twenty one twenty two campaign in goals with eighteen, twenty five assists, forty three points. And oh, by the way, he was part of the uh, part of that uh, championship team in 2022 NCAA championship Denver Pioneer team. So um, he also was a seventh round pick of Montreal Canadiens in the 2018 uh, entry draft. So um, so yeah, so it's kind of kind of nice uh, for for Stapley to uh, to be now part of the uh, staying in the uh, Colorado uh, State there by being now part of the. Colorado Eagles. Yeah, he'll just go a little north, and plenty of them have done that. Um, the thing that's interesting about that is uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche and the Eagles get a really good look at the uh, Denver Pioneers because they're so close. So they can really look, in, and Denver has put out a lot of top-quality players recently, and some of them have been drafted, some haven't, but um, they've made their mark. Uh, another pioneer uh, that I, I don't know if I mentioned this in last week's show, but uh, Cameron Wright, who was at uh, Colorado and then played a lot of the season in the ECHL at Utah, has signed on with the Bakersfield Condors. Yeah, where you were last week up there in in the uh, oil capital, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oil. You know, they got everything. They've got Oildale, Stockdale, Rosedale, you name it. But oil is the king in Bakersfield, even more than Buck Owens. 
Oh, that's the or problem. Kevin McCarthy. Or Kevin McCarthy, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, I got off the rails again. <laughs> well, I, so, I led you there, but yes, so that was a, that happened. They also the a, the Avalanche, which of course will feed to the Eagles, but they've signed, they've hired Steve uh, Kono. Chuck, I've probably butchered that, but uh, he's the he, as the associate head coach of the Colorado Eagles. So he's going to join Aaron Schleckoff, who's the head coach now, and Tim Branham on the uh, coaching staff for the uh, for the Eagles. Of course, he returns to the Colorado Avalanche organization two seasons as the head coach of Red Deer in the Western Hockey League, also head coach of Seattle in the WHL from 2011 to 2017, including a championship in 2016-2017. In the NHL, he served as assistant coach with the Avalanche back in, from 2009 to 2011, and then with the Anaheim Ducks in 2017 and 2018, and also a player, of course, drafted in Washington 1991 NHL draft, played 790 games in the NHL, Capitals, Avalanche, 171 goals, um, 48 games in the American Hockey League. So, yeah, so and he's been in internationally as well, so this guy's got a lot of experience, and He's been in the Avs organization before, and now he's he's going to be with the Avs American Hockey League team, helping uh, Aaron Schneekoff and Tim Branham. They're coaching the Eagles upcoming this season. Good stuff. I will also tell you that another pioneer got a big deal today with the Anaheim Ducks, a seven-year deal for one Troy Terry. Um, it was a, a long time coming. He's earned it. But um, another pioneer getting a big deal with the uh, – the Anaheim Ducks, and congratulations to um, Troy Terry. Okay, you got anything else in Colorado, or you want to slide down to San Diego for a minute? And that avoided that avoided arbitration because the, the, he would have been yes, um, yeah. And they were and a long ways apart. In and that arbitration. was kind of a that was kind of a sticky situation. Sometimes when you get to arbitration, if it, if it goes that far, so thankfully it doesn't. They're able to reach an agreement uh, between him and the Ducks. And for seven years, so he's got some term on this and pretty good little contract as well, money-wise. So congrats to Troy Terry, certainly deserving for, as you said, the uh, former Denver Pioneer and gets to stay with the Ducks and help help build something, hopefully, with the with the Ducks organization there as they try to build themselves back up to being a contender at some point. Okay, let's, uh, let's slide down to San Diego because they've also been signing some guys. I don't know if you're... Uh... I uh, seen that, but uh, the end of July they announced they signed Eddie Met- Matsushima and uh, defenseman Anthony Costantini to uh, a couple of uh, standard uh, one-year contracts for the uh, upcoming AHL season. So they got a guy that can put points on the board, um, 94 of them, <laughs> in Matsushima, and then 97 penalty minutes. So apparently he can do a little of everything uh, in 151 career games in the ECHL, and that's what Tulsa Oilers, the uh, Orlando Solar Bears, the Maine Mariners, and the Worcester Railers. So um, that could be some firepower that they've been looking for. Um, defensively, always great to bring in a big defenseman that can that can move people out in front of the net and a terrific plus 33 rating on the plus minus charts and 193 career Ontario hockey league games with Ottawa and the 67s. He set some career numbers, um, uh, career highs for himself. So 2022, 23 season, he posted 36 points 
and uh, a plus 26 rating in 67 games. So that means that's a guy on the ice that uh, you want on the ice because he knows the value of scoring and he knows the value of defending. Yeah, and obviously I think areas that the the goals could use, obviously we know last year was a bit of a struggle for them uh, in the standings and putting together some, some wins. But I think with some, these moves that they're making, the obviously new new coach comes in, uh, and of course some help with from the Ducks up top. That I think they're gonna they're gonna be a, a better team this year for the uh, goals, and uh, these guys certainly could could certainly be a part of that for sure. So let me ask you, Steve, when you look at the goals, how much of last year was um, the fact that the Ducks pulled a lot of their players? Um, and had to use them because they went through so many players trying to find the right combination at the NHL level. And how much of it do you think it was just maybe not quite the talent or the experience that was needed uh, at the AHL level? Yeah, you know, you feel you feel you feel a little, uh, bad for Roy Somner a, l- a little bit because uh, it was a tough season having person. I think there was times where they were really shorthanded because they had players that were were injured. And then yes, a lot of call-ups to the Ducks because the Ducks are still a pretty young team. So there were, and they were struggling in the standings. So they were getting a lot of call-ups for some of their younger guys from San Diego, getting opportunities there, um, which is what you want. Obviously, that's 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 the idea, and that's that's I guess the goal there. But but if you talk about it from an AHL perspective, like you know, if if your focus is wanting to be successful at that level too, then then you have to kind of this is where you really contest the depth of, of an organization. If you've got a lot of uh, people in the pipeline, which is whether it be down in the ECHL or, or the AHL or the NHL club or whatever. So uh, yeah, certainly I think part of it was that. And then, uh, and then just, you know, they didn't have maybe as much of a skilled side of things because of that, that they didn't, a lot of their good prospects maybe were, were with the ducks or, you know, were hurt for a while. But when, when they did have, there were points in the season where they, when maybe they had more of their guys, there was as many injuries. They did do a little bit better. There were a couple stretches last season where they did put together some wins. So, you know, that's the beauty of the AHL. Even if you're really a bad team, standings wise, you can you can still go out there and and win some games and and put and put together your best effort. And and uh, so I think that this year, again, it's it's going to be personnel. And I I think you know have this new coach in there but that's not automatically going to make things better and you know we got got to see what kind of additions they make to the to the team that from the what the ducks are doing to to help their american hockey league club uh get that because um you know san diego's had some good seasons when they've had some really good players and obviously we see some of that now with that are up with the ducks now i mean a lot of the ducks roster uh, because of the fact that they're kind of in rebuilding and and a lot of young guys, a lot of them came from the American Hockey League, and they're now up there in the NHL level. So, um, so that's, that's I, I guess to, to follow up on that just a minute is how much of these young, talented guys that they have now are going to see time in the AHL this year, or will they be immediate call-ups to the NHL club? Yeah, I mean, that remains to be seen. I mean, we'll see how it happens with, with uh, development. Camp, or not development camp, but beyond that, of training camps and, and the preseason and everything. You'll certainly see them in some preseason games. And I think because of the Ducks' situation, if, you know, I mean, and you've got a guy now that's 
knows how to develop players and, and coach kind of younger type players and in uh, Greg Cronin, who's the head coach of the Ducks now. And I think that'll help. And uh, they got, you know, but you could look at a guy like, let's say, uh, Carlson, who they've drafted number number two. Where's he going to be? Is he going to start on the, the NHL team or is he going to be, you know, is he going to spend some time in the NHL to begin things? You know, they, he did sign that he did get his contract with, with the NHL club. So I would imagine he will go right to the NHL club, but maybe they want to give him some time in the AHL first, let him get, get his feet wet and stuff, and then maybe work him up there. So it's, if he, if he starts at the AHL, that'll be great for San Diego because that'll be a really, a really good player, but you know, it's going to be different playing in, in an American league pro setting than where he came from, but still a per, person like him is really, really talented. Probably won't take as much time to adjust as others might, but uh, so that's that's the big thing is you know these guys they drafted just recently and so, you know the, how many of them will be ready right away or how many it's going to take time to to get to a position where they can be on the AHL team or certainly up with the big club. Okay, so let's slide up the coast a little bit. I like that. I'm uh, I'm in that area now. <laughs> well, not tonight, but <laughs> you know what I mean. We'll slide up the coast to Ontario. And check out the rain. What I see, Steve, when I look... If only you could slide up coasts uh, in California, <laughs> it would be... I mean, we go from... <laughs> I oh, stop it. Mean. Stop it. <laughs> Instead of dealing with the traffic. Stop it. I figured it all out. and It's nothing. I figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> anyway, uh, the Ontario rain, when I look at their roster, and they've got a pretty complete roster already put together. If you look at their website, it's pretty good. And the thing that I notice most about this roster is the cohesiveness from last year is still there, right? Plus, they've, they've added a couple guys. One of them that, that jumps out at me is Charles Houdon, uh, who played with uh, Colorado in the past, and I thought was a very solid player for the Eagles. So to have him in the lineup, and I think everybody was wondering what's going to happen um with the goaltending situation in Ontario and with the Kings and Ontario looks pretty darn good right now with Jacob Ingram and Eric Portillo on the list uh, of uh, goaltenders. So your thoughts when you look at that roster, um, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, it's, it's another team that's, you just kind of Ontario had a pretty decent season last year uh, maybe not to their standard. They were, I think, kind of in the middle of the pack. I think they ended up what? Uh, well, no, I guess they ended up in in uh, in fifth, I think. Or yeah, so it was, uh, you know, they kind of right there in the middle. But they and by the way, it. middle of the pack would be fifth. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be fifth. With ten teams, yeah, the middle would be five. So that would be uh, that would be something. <laughs> okay, we've done that math on the air now. We've got it figured out. <laughs> Yeah, but they signed. They signed. Uh, they signed Wyatt uh, w- Wally also to a one-year American Hockey League contract. Uh, came from Lehigh Valley last season, where he pl- uh, had three goals, seven assists, ten points, forty-five games. Uh, he picked. He played with Philadelphia in twenty-eight. Or he was picked by Philadelphia in twenty-eighteen draft. He's played in one hundred thirty-one AHL games. Uh, he made his Calder Cup playoff debut last season, appearing in three contests for Lehigh Valley. So they pick him up and. And they sign him, and and he died. I mean, you just look at the, I mean, the goaltending, I think has always been a, a kind of a strength for for the rain when they're really good, and they've had some good goaltenders come through there, and they've eventually ended up at the NHL or, 
but elsewhere. I think, I mean, obviously, you look at last season when they brought up uh, Copley uh, to the Kings, and and he was a pretty good, uh, pretty good, did pretty good up there for the Kings for a bit. And of course, then they then the Kings got Corpusal, and they pretty much went to him as the guy. But but Copley certainly, you know, and then Cal Peterson was with the Kings, but wasn't getting it quite right how they wanted him to perform. So they sent him back down to Ontario, and that I think was great for. For Peterson, because I think Peterson had some great, some strong games down there in Ontario. Obviously, a guy with NHL experience, but now I don't think that. But he's obviously not in the mix anymore, and and I don't think Copley. Well, Copley might be still, but or maybe he moved on to another team. So yeah, I mean, so you got these other guys like Belotta and and uh, yeah. So I mean, I think the goaltending will be uh, will be an important factor for this team. But you know, with the, with the, with the players that they've added, and you know, with some subtractions. You know, it's going to be it'll be interesting to see what happens because as as I've said before, the the AHL division just continues to get uh, tougher and tougher. I mean, Ontario at one point was like a team that was always towards the top, contending for division titles and maybe a second seed or something. Last season, they had a bit of a down year, being in fifth, I believe. So uh, this year, you know, it's but we've said it before. I mean, these rosters change so much from season to season that it's hard to really predict a lot of times and, and that's exactly my point with the rain though it didn't change a whole lot i mean oh, let so me I just throw out some names offensively that they still have akil thomas alex turcott tj tynan taylor ward all back all back that's a lot of uh firepower right there um and then you add in uh you know guys like tyler madden and uh, andre lee and charles hudon uh, you, you got a bunch of guys that uh, not only are, are talented but have played together a little bit uh, before. So I think that's going to be a, a fast start for the rain this year. I really think they'll jump out quickly, and uh, we'll see how long they can carry it, or how long they can carry, or how deep they can go. I should say, but um, I, I like the roster. I think what they've done is fantastic, and the the way they built it, and I think the fact that they built it. Um, starting with the goaltenders. And, and if you haven't seen Eric Portillo play, he played at Michigan, uh, very, very solid goaltender. So it's just a matter of him getting some experience and his feet wet officially in AHL hockey. Yeah, and he, and he comes from a great program in Michigan, Portillo does. I mean, obviously a lot of a lot of success there and a lot of great players recently in the last several years have come, have been drafted uh, and they've played at Michigan. So it's, it's certainly a good... Uh, <laughs> A good program to come from and perform well since we're going around the horn uh let's see we've been colorado san diego ontario how about we jump over to henderson and get in your backyard <laughs> yes my backyard about 30, 30 minutes uh, away but uh but don't yes. don't talk about that don't even talk about that you know how far i drove today <laughs> <laughs> about seven hours <laughs> yeah yeah a lot so let's talk about this uh, this uh, Henderson Silver Knights roster. What are your thoughts on what you're seeing right now from the Silver Knights? Well, I, there's no question that the focus is on getting veteran presence and improving on that side of things. I think we saw there was some of that last season, but I think it was a more of a young team. And their roster, I think, is going to look really different. I mean, some of the guys that was on this team last year are not returning. They're going to be on other teams like the, Jermaine Lowen's left to go to another team. Um, you know, they've Dorafeev is 
who knows? He might get a shot in the NHL club, so who knows if he's going to – but he, he, if not, he'll be back. But, you know, they lose, like, some of these other guys that go back to play in other leagues and other – back in the overseas. But but the guys they've picked up, like Cracknell, I think is going to be a big help from just his veteran presence and the fact that he's played in so many AHL games and and will be almost like a captain if he's not a captain. I mean, Braden Pohal's a captain. He'll probably be, still be the captain if he's still on the AHL club, and, and they'll have him back. And – and the goaltending thing is, looks like it's maybe the only thing you kind of kind of question. But I mean, they've got some solid, some solid goaltenders in the system. It, it's kind of interesting that the Golden Knights uh, system, most of the goaltending that's been successful has not been AHL guy. I mean, Logan Thompson, I guess, would be the one example. He's up there and he's on the NHL club, but he's been off and on with injuries. And and then you had a, you know, Aiden Hill and. And some other in in and 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 flurry over the years, but you know this year, of course, they've they're gonna have looks like Hill and you know Patera's up, you know, got a call, so he would be kind of the first guy I would think that would get an opportunity up there. But uh, you got Patera in that probably, and then you've got uh, they've got Seville, who's a great, still a young goaltender. They've also re- they've also signed um, Papirini, who's mostly played at the ECHL level to this point, but has played some games last season with Henderson and. It's pretty good at what they see, and they've got some other guys that are still in the pipeline, so seem to be pretty good there. And and then I think on the defensive side, it's it's good, but they've got a new coach too, and I think that's going to bring some uh, some change and and will be be a good thing for the players. And and you got a guy who who knows the Golden Knights system well, and Ryan Craig, and 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 his I just remember from that press conference about a month ago saying, you know, yes, development is a part of it, but they also want to. Winning is important too at the at the AHL level, and I think that's going to be be a good thing. and And I just think I think all that will be helpful. And his experience with being on good AHL teams and and being successful there, and I think it's going to be a good thing. But the guys they have on the ice, uh, you know, Brendan Brisson's going to be back, and they're going to have you know guys like Mason Primo, I believe, will be back, and you know, Ahack on defensive side. I mean, some of these guys that. Have gotten better and better. It seems like as the years go on, it's it's only going to be a plus that now they're going to get an opportunity to to get that. But you know they've but signing veteran guys too that also have experience that don't need time to develop that are already established themselves at this level is going to be uh, helpful too because I think maybe that was one thing they were were lacking last year. It was a pretty young team in regard. I mean they had some guys that has AHL experience and have played in the AHL for a bit, but uh, I think a pretty pretty young team and and of course the, a lot of the players at, at times went up to the golden knights and helped them out for a while so it was even younger because they were having to go from the the echl too and 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 then and the and, the, and so they're having to bring these players in from from other teams or from other organizations and free agents and stuff because a lot of their prospects that they have in the organization there's not a lot of deep pool right now so they've they've had to bring in players from outside so so that I think that'll be a important factor too. Okay, so let's slide over from Henderson over to uh, Palm Springs, Coachella Valley. Um, as you know, Stephen, when you go uh, deep in the playoffs and you go all the way to the last period, actually the final period <laughs> of all of the AHL season, um, and you don't win, you you have a sour taste in your mouth, but. The flip side of that is you also lose players because uh, the the better your team performs, the more those players are looked at 
by other clubs, and that certainly happened this season with the uh, this off season with the Firebirds. However, they have done a pretty good job of filling back in uh, some of the uh, the spots where they needed players. Um, they re-signed forward Ian McKinnon. They re-signed uh, forward Jeremy McKenna. The captain's coming back in uh, Max McCormick. Um, uh, Potsy's coming back, <laughs> Andrew Podolarski. Um, So they're bringing back a lot of the big leaders. They also signed Jacob Hayhurst to an AHL contract, which uh, I think is going to be uh, pretty good. And the Firebirds draft over the last couple of years has been um, pretty impressive. So they've got some young talent. It'll be interesting to see how many of those young, talented players uh, make it with the, the Kraken and how many come back to the Firebirds. So when you look at the Firebirds roster as we speak here on the uh, 3rd of August, uh, your thoughts on, on what they might be able to bring back and can they put together another deep run in Coachella Valley? They're, they are the defending Western Conference champs, and until somebody beats them, they're going to be that. And I think they certainly have a good opportunity to repeat that. But as I've said, it's very tough to do that. And I think you, you've said they, they've lost some players, but they've also got some key guys back. And and I just think the experience that they had last season and the run that they had is really going to bode them well. They they get in, especially for these guys, that the core of the guys that may come – you know, are going to end up being back, uh, whether they end up with, with Seattle or whether they they stay in Coachella Valley. And I think that really is going to benefit them because I, there's nothing. I think Steph, there's nothing that can replace, especially when you're when you're still trying to develop and and get experience, is experience and and having a deep playoff run like they did. They were tested. They had they had the really highs and there were some really low moments in the playoffs. You know where they got beat badly, but or got beat, and then they had to kind of rally behind and and, and win, and and they did that. Although except up until Game Seven, so that of the Calder Cup Finals, which you know was the difference. But you know you look at the you look at what they have, and the goaltending is strong, and we'll see how that does. Joey Decord is going to be with Coachella Valley. I mean they've got a solid guy there. If he's going to be with the Kraken, they'll they'll have another guy in there that can can really do that and they do they have some good good goaltending pieces and um i i really th- i really expect them to be up there at the top and and uh, it's it's crazy because of how good they were and how strong they were they weren't even the in the regular season they weren't even the the best team and we'll get to that team in a bit but uh, i really expect the Chella valley to have another uh solid season i mean it's well, my two cents worth on, on the Firebirds is simply this. Um, we talked about a lot of turnover, uh, not only in players, but in coaches. Uh, what, almost half of our uh, AHL Pacific Division teams have new coaching staffs. Um, so when you've got that much turnover, the one thing that Coachella Valley has is a complete coaching staff. And people were panicking, Stephen, at the end of the year. I must have got asked a hundred times, uh, is Coach Biles coming back? You think he's going to get an NHL job? Um, I don't know this. I'm just going to say what what I've what I've seen. I think Dan Bilesma likes Coachella Valley. I think he likes the job. I think he likes the building. I think he likes the fan. I think he likes the organization. I think he likes the team. I think he likes his coaching staff with Jessica Campbell and Stu Bickle. And um, 
I think that uh, that he's going to hang out and uh, and make that uh, maybe his retirement home. That's just my gut feeling because um, well, a lot of people I, a lot of people flock to Palm Springs to retire. So and, and to be able to do what you love, coaching and have that environment. I mean, that's uh, that's not bad. Yeah. And, so and and at his point in his career, I mean, he's been there and done that. And probably gotten a T-shirt or two as a result of that. Nice, um, nice one, nice one. <laughs> He's got a few rings or two. How about and that? Rings too. Yeah, I mean, he from the AHL, from you know, coaching the Penguins, and then you know, now he's getting opportunity to to coach the AHL. And I just think, you know, obviously, I think everybody would want to be at the at the NHL level, uh, you know. And I that's obviously that that's the kind of the the best case scenario probably in most cases is to be at the NHL level. But he's been there and he's had success there and then you know and then he the change happens at, at that time and now he gets this up in the years later now he gets this opportunity with with this team and he and he's part of the building of the of a new uh hockey market which is cool in in palm springs it's a new hockey market there plus part of a fairly new organizational uh structure overall with the kraken so that's kind of cool you're part of that you're part of that newness of of that and I think there's some excitement there and I think he's I think he's loves that you know he doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to be at the NHL right now he feels like he's his best opportunity to really give back and to is to be part of this Firebirds organization and really help these guys out I think the run that they had last year probably even solidifies it even more that this is where he wants to be right now to you know maybe not you know to get over that game seven loss and come back and have a chance to do it again and win a Calder cup, um, which is very important. I mean, we were seeing the Calder cup, just like the Stanley cup is making its rounds. The Calder cup is sort of making its rounds. It was on some sort of a uh, paddle. Uh, it was on some sort of surfboard the other day. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Hopefully it doesn't get ruined, but, um, but yeah, I just think it's, you know, it's the second best league in the, in the world in, in the States here. So I think it's, it's not a, yeah, I mean, it's people might think of it as is a downgrade from the NHL, and, and in some ways, I guess it is in a in a way. But it's still really good hockey, and it's still a great league. And if you're a part of it, and in whatever capacity, I think it's still something to be said for that. Yeah, so I think the coaching staff, I think the rebuilding of the roster, I think the fan base uh, got a real taste of it. I know that they're chomping at the bit to get back at uh, regular season games again. So I'm looking forward to a really good season from Coachella Valley. Can they repeat? I don't know. That's a tough task. Well, only time will tell. But uh, I like the, the uh, continuity from Seattle all the way down, all the way really to Kansas City. And I'll be in Kansas City uh, this week uh, with the Mavericks as well, hopefully. So I'll be able to give you a little. That's the ECHL affiliate, by the way, of the Seattle Kraken. And, of course, uh, their players have moved up. To, uh, to join the AHL squad occasionally. So there's lots of good things happening in Coachella Valley. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got five more teams to get through in a very short period of time to do it. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs 
or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed, it is the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Grand Junction, Colorado. My co-host, as always, from the Championship City of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. And, uh, Stephen, we got through the first five. I think we're going to run out of time before we get out of the next five because there's just so much to talk about. But uh, let's try to jump into this thing quickly. And uh, let's move on over to Bakersfield. I was just there. Uh, pretty impressed with what I saw in Bakersfield as far as the first time I've been to Mechanics Bank Arena. Uh, like it, like the big hotel next to it. Uh, think it's got a really good setting in downtown Bakersfield. And I think this roster is kind of scary good. Yes. I, you know, Bakersfield is one of those teams where you just, you, you never know where they're going to uh, end up. You think they're going to be towards the top and they end up towards the bottom. You think maybe they're going to end up towards the bottom. They end up towards the top. So it's it'll be uh, interesting to see what what they do. Uh I I'm not as sold on Bakersfield. I think they they've it's been kind of, they're kind of an interesting team because they 
they have these stretches where they do really well and they can win seven or eight games in a row or or you know or get at least a point in those games and then they can really struggle and 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 that certainly can happen to a lot of teams but it seems like it happens to them quite a bit and and last year they they didn't get out of the first round they they lost to uh they ended up losing to Abbotsford when they in Abbotsford last year the year before they hosted Abbotsford and ended up winning that series but uh, I don't know I just I just don't I mean they've got some good pieces for sure but I just don't know where they're going to where they're going to finish I mean they lose some really key guys uh but they pick up some guys obviously but um you know and then it just matters about the Oilers too and their situation and uh, you hit that on the head that's right where I was going We'll go there <laughs> <laughs> well, the Oilers we only have 15 minutes left, so we gotta... the Oilers have some consistency issues. I think they have talent uh, up and down the lineup. Um, their coach came from Bakersfield; he did a great job with them. Bakersfield's got some great players, as you mentioned, Carter Savoy, another Denver uh, University of Denver player, Brad Malone, North Dakota, um, uh, Raphael Lavoie. Dylan Holloway. Just go down the list. They have talented offensive players, but can they put it all together? And sometimes it comes down to the goaltending again. You know Calvin Pickard pretty well. I know Calvin a little bit. Uh, Olivier Rodrigue, uh, their other goaltender at the moment. Um, I don't know. I just don't know if they can uh, put it together. And even defensively, they got some good players. They got Jason Demers back. Uh, they got Cam Deneen. Uh, both really solid uh, defensemen. Um, but I don't know. I think consistency is the name of the game for Bakersfield. Yep. I mean, there's nothing I can add to that. So, I mean, I mean we'll have more time. So, I, I think you hit it on the head, though. It's it's wait and see with the Bakersfield Condors, more than probably any other team in, in the uh, American I, Hockey League Pacific I, Division. It's wait and see and kind of show me, right? Yeah, show me. show me. Show me what you're made of. Show me what you can do to be consistent and be a team that can be it. I mean, they had a really good season, the the COVID-shortened season. They won the Pacific Division Championship when they did that little playoff thing. And and then the last couple of seasons, it's been, you know, it's been the middle of the pack. And and uh, they but they get knocked down the second round. Or last year, they get knocked out in the first round. So, I mean, they – they get in. I mean, and, and just keep in mind that seven of ten teams get into the playoffs. So while it's – I don't want to say it's it's easy to get into the playoffs because ask Henderson, San Diego, and San Jose last year, they would tell you it's not so easy to get in because of the three teams that didn't get in. But uh, but still, I think – I just think, you know, getting into the playoffs for them is not good enough. They want to make a deep run, and I just – they got to show me that they can do that, and it's the same with the Oilers. They, they really good team. They have some of the best players on the planet, but they just the goaltending thing is an issue. I just I, I don't know. And I saw last season last year with the playoffs with the Golden Knights. I mean the Golden Knights were so much better, even though it was a, a tight series. It just seemed like Edmonton. I don't know. They just they're so reliant on that on that one line that those those top those top players, and it's just like. You got to be balanced everywhere, and I just, I don't know. So, they've got to show me that, that they got to show me uh, that they can. They can be a okay, team. fair enough. Well, one of the teams that will show you for certain 
is the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, with Steve Potvin at the helm again, um, you, you know that that consistency is a lot like Coachella Valley. Uh, I think the big thing with the Roadrunners, Stephen, is how many of their top quality players from last year will still be there, or will they end up um, at Mallet Arena with uh, the NHL club? In a smaller, in a smaller rink size too. Which nice. I knew you had in, to go there. I knew you had to go there. You sh- NHL, uh, you should be playing in bigger rinks, which they will when they're on the road. But their home games will actually be less than playing at the Tucson Arena in Tucson. So, <laughs> anyways, well, it, you start with the the Roadrunners in goal, and you find out that they did sign Ivan the Great, as I call him, that, Ivan Postevov. That that'll be big for them. He is a great goaltender, and he's he's uh, when he's when he's on his game. He's tough to beat. Yep. And Tyler Parks, I believe, is back, and so is David Tendick. So they're going to have a really good uh, goaltending group to move from there. I I don't think those guys will will be up with the big club. Um, But things get interesting when you start talking about the offense because Michael Carcone, the guy that can put the puck in the net with the best of them at uh, the AHL level, does he make that NHL roster finally? Nathan Smith, does he... uh, does he make the the big club roster? Jan Unique. I don't even know if he signed his contract yet with the uh, with the Coyotes. But if Jan is there, um, you got a guy like Adam Cracknell that's uh, gone now to Henderson. Um, you look at Josh Doan. Does Josh Doan make a move this year? Does Colin Tyson make a move this year? So there's plenty of pieces. It's a matter of where they fit with the big club and how much. Uh, time they'll get in Tucson where Steve Potvin and his crew can uh, can mold them. Yeah, I mean, I nothing more I can add. I mean, you're, you're more in tune with that team than I am at the moment, so I, I think that's all well intended. I, I, I really expect them to be, you know, they, they really finished pretty strong last year when they did get the play, some of their players back from from the Coyotes when when their season ended, and even though it they got eliminated in the first round by uh, by Coachella Valley, they did give Coachella Valley a, a run for their money in that first round, made it go three games, the full three games. So uh, that's that's a testament to to how good they can be, and even can play with the best of them in, in Coachella Valley, who was a really good team as we talked about. So. I think that that can be a great thing if you have some of those same pieces come back next year and you over the course of a season. If there's not a lot of, you know, sh- uh, a lot a lot of movement around and and they can be a good a good team. Uh, will they be a top team? I, will they be in the top five? I I don't know, but you, you know, I mean, it's they certainly you can make a case that they have that op- potential to do that. Um, I certainly think they'll fit better than. And Bakersfield will, uh, and that's not a knock on Bakersfield, but we just talked about it, and I think maybe Tucson's further along than than the, than they are. Uh, but again, it's it depends on your your big club, and the Coyotes are kind of in a different situation than the Oilers are in in regards to their roster is not necessarily set on who they want in there. I mean, they've been bringing some guys in, but I think there's going to be more opportunity for the Coyotes to fill their spots with AHL guys, so that will impact Tucson because more guys will probably get an opportunity to go up there. So that could be a factor that they might have to continue to, to shuffle around and, and tap into their ECHL guys or guys from elsewhere. So that would be the one thing that you have to look for. 
Okay, let's go to Northern California. Um, big stuff going on in San Jose. First of all, they will be holding um, or will be uh, hosting the All-Star Game, the American Hockey League All-Star Game. I know, I know you're looking for – look, we were just talking at the top of the show. <laughs> I, I envision it already. We're going we're gonna to be in San Jose in January or in February. I envision this. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I envision this. You will you'll decide that you want to drive because you always seem to drive everywhere. And I will say I will fly there, get there, <laughs> you pick me up, we go. We you might hitchhike. Hopefully you won't spill food on your, yourself again. <laughs> and choke. <laughs> or no, choke. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah darn near choke and, to death. You <laughs> saved my life. Anyway. And, um, uh, and then we anyway. There, we get to spend a couple of days at uh, TechCU Arena again, which I know you're looking forward to. Yeah, look, looking forward to that. But once again, there's all kinds of NCAA ties to uh, the San Jose team, and, and it depends um, just how good they are. It starts in gold. They got Magnus Corona signed in, in a contract, so they've got uh, a top-notch goaltender. They have a couple of other really good goaltenders as well, but I'm excited to see what Magnus does at the professional level because I saw him at the uh, NCAA level, and he was really good. They've re-signed Ethan Frisch, a defenseman from Moorhead, Minnesota, and uh, the University of North Dakota. Had to get that in there. Um, they've also picked up some uh, some really good players uh, from around the league. Like uh, Long Island University sent Anthony Vincent up there last year at the end of the year for the playoff run, and, boy, he was really sharp and really good. So I think Anthony will be a big, uh, uh, a big addition this year. Um, William Eklund, uh, whether he makes the big club or not, is an extremely talented young player. Um, we've seen him play before, and uh, he's really, really good. Um, they've got um, one other player that jumped out at me, and shame on me for not getting this one right off the top, um, uh, uh, Thomas Bordalo. Uh, if he is, in fact, with the Barracuda and not with the Sharks, they can be a real force. So good goaltending and some offensive talent. Look out for San Jose. Really look out for them. Well, they could be a team that's certainly a dark horse, um, or in this case, a dark uh, barracuda in this case. And, <laughs> and, and dark horse Watch be, out in the water. They could be dark, mean. Dark horse would be would be Henderson because they, they're, they're the horsies, but uh, somebody likes to nickname them. <laughs> uh, but anyways... They, yeah, I think. I mean, with the, I mean, you're, you, the guys you mentioned certainly are are good, and you, like you said, you know them more from the uh, NCAA level. But uh, you know, the Sharks again were one of the teams that did not make it in last. Or the Sharks, well, the Bar well, Sharks, but I mean, Barracuda didn't make it in uh, last year to the playoffs. So obviously, there's going to be uh, uh, expectations to do that. You're going to have McC McCartney, who's going to be or McCarthy. I think uh, I'm sorry, let me say that right. Uh, the coach, John McCarthy. His second year as the head coach of the Barracuda, so I think as he gets more comfortable in in that position, you know he came off pl from playing and you know he's been in the organization, but he's been playing and now he's up the coach guy, the head coach guy there at the. So it's kind of a transitional thing, and then and then of course the Sharks kind of still trying to figure themselves out, and where and there's some things on the big side of things from the Sharks, and they're getting settled in. But I think once all that kind of gets determined and i think that'll be good but uh the sharks are the barracuda could be a team that can be 
Uh, but I'm going to live with, with Bakersfield. They have to show me something because it's been a couple of years where it's been kind of rough for the Barracuda. And so, I mean, it's and we, and we see with the Sharks, it's still been kind of a slow go for them at the big side. So, uh, you know, you talk about these guys, and yes, they're, they're great players, but a lot of them are still very young, still need some time to develop, which is great that they're getting this opportunity to do that at the HL. But I think that that comes with growing pains sometimes as an as a organization, as a team. And I think... That's, that's, I'm going to loop them in there with Bakersfield. they got to show me that they're a team that can contend right now. I'm not going to put them up there right now. So they'll be a bottom <laughs> of the division team. But well, let me tell you one of them. And uh, wrong, we're, almost, we're, we're almost out of time. But the Abbotsford Canucks, um, I like their top-to-bottom roster. Um, the show-me part of the Canucks to me is the goaltending. I just am not uh, sold on all three of their goaltenders. I think they need to... Uh, step up and prove it as uh, we've been talking about a lot in this episode but i do like their defensive core i think they're very solid i like the guys that they have on offense i think there's some uh real talent that have come over from the ncaa levels as well as uh from various teams so um and i know this is going to be really short but we don't really uh get to canada uh right now so um the uh the roster for the Canucks, if you want to keep an eye on them, keep an eye on the goaltending. They will go as far as their goaltenders this year, I believe. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, they, they have a pretty good – they seem like they have a pretty good home home ice advantage. They seem to do pretty well in, there at their, at their building there in Abbotsford. But um, I think in the last – they have been a playoff team the last few years. They've been able to, you know, win – a went around last year and then had that all Canada series with Calgary, which was a really good team. So I think, you know, they, and it, went, it didn't go very well for them, but again, I think they're a team that I think can be good again. And, and uh, we'll see, but yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we've got to move on to the Calgary here, but I, I think they can we're going there right now. <laughs> and how about this? Let, let's start off with this because I think this is a great thing. And you talk about a guy that has a lot of experience, and he will be. And I think it, it, at this level, at this, we talked about earlier with with Cracknell and what he'll bring to Anderson. Uh, Brett Sutter, the captain of the Wranglers, is now signed. He signed a, another one year deal with the Calgary Wranglers, and uh, he's he's great. I mean, talk about uh, he's he's the eighth player in the 87-year history of the AHL, to play a 1,000 career regular season games. Uh, he'll be entering his 17th professional season, ranked 6th with 1,044 games played, 190 goals, 263 assists, 453 points uh, with, with Quad City, with Abbotsford, when there was a you know Charlotte, Iowa, Ontario. He was there for six years. Obviously, his, his father, uh, uh, Daryl Sutter, was the coach for the – for the Kings for, for some of that. Uh, but, uh, and then, and then Calgary. So, uh, he's, he's been with them. And of course, Daryl Sutter was with back with Calgary. He isn't there anymore, but, but he obviously went back to be in the same organization as his father. But, um, I think, so he comes with, obviously has the, the Sutter name, obviously is a very, uh, got a big, carries a lot of weight in the hockey world and the NHL world and in, in the AHL world. So, um, this, we could, really tie it all in with, with Calgary. I think having Brett Sutter back is, is great. Of course, Calgary was the best team in the American Hockey League uh, last season. and I Points-wise. 
points wise, yes, right? Yes, yes, points wise. I mean, obviously they ultimately end up losing to Coachella Valley in the playoff run, but uh, Dustin Wolf continues to be a net for Calgary. He's outstanding, and they have yeah. that. So let, let me I tell you about Calgary. They're going to be let right up you. there again. Is my assessment on them? Okay. Well, let me tell you about Calgary. They are very deep. Every single position, they're deep and talented. They add Dryden Hunt. They uh, they have, as you mentioned, um, Brett Sutter coming back. They have uh, Cole Schwint, who uh, and, and probably one of the best players, and you're familiar with him uh, from Vegas and Henderson, is Ben Jones. I thought Ben was a yes, huge addition yes. Yes. to uh, to that roster. Um, they bring on Parker Bell. Um, they have Connor Zari, who I thought was really good. And uh, Adam Klappa has been one of their uh, very best uh, big men to get in front of the net. Then you look defensively, they are tough to beat. Uh, you start with Colton Pullman. Uh, you move down the line and uh, Nick DeSimone. Uh, I mean, just from top to bottom, there's not a weak spot on this roster. You look at the goaltenders. You mentioned it, Dustin Wolf. If he, in fact, is with the Wranglers uh, and then has Oscar Dansk as his backup, um, I don't know that you can find a better tandem in the AHL right now. The other thing, too, is the coach will be different. Mitch Love was the coach the last uh, couple of seasons, even when they were still in Stockton the last few seasons. But obviously he's moved on to the NHL as an assistant in Washington. So they have a new head coach. So uh, In Trent Cole, by the way. In Trent Cole, exactly. So, um, And he's, he's a great coach. So you wonder if there'll be a little bit of, you know, he'll have to be get familiar with these guys. So there might be a little bit of, of that, but when you have a talented skill, you obviously get direction from your parent club. I think all that will, uh, I don't think it'll be a big, big the other thing, Steven, this year, they were that good in their first year in Calgary coming from Stockton. How good will they be now when they're settled in? Uh, I think they could be scary good to tell you the truth. Yeah, no question. I mean, I don't think anybody would have been surprised if they won, if they were the team that won the Calder Cup last year because I think if people were kind of expecting that they were just going to steamroll through the the uh, Western Conference side of the playoff bracket. And But, of course, they ended up getting Coachella Valley, and then they had to choose. You know, there were some situations with, with how the schedule was, and, and I think maybe that played. And I think that might have been a big factor. I told you that when it happened. I believe it still to this day that that was a big factor in uh, in them. And I don't think they'll let that happen again. No, I don't think they will. And and you know they they get to play a lot of the Canadian teams up there pretty pretty often. So I think again, I think they're going to be a team that unless they show me otherwise. I'm going to say that they're going to be right up there towards the top, and it's going to be one of the favorites to, to win the division again and, and have a chance to be at the Western Conference uh, representative when it comes time for the Calder Cup playoffs. That's a long ways away. A lot of can happen. But going in right now, I mean, I don't see any reason why they couldn't do it again this year, have another successful season. As I said, the coach will be different, but I, I don't think that's going to be that big of a difference. But maybe they won't. It'll just be a. I think it'll just be a slower start. They That's won't what I think. Have as good of a season, maybe as the season before, which is, you know, when they had as good of a season. I mean, they couldn't have been any be much better, really, than they were last season in the regular season. So I think it's hard to up uh, maintain that or even do better than that. That's a high bar. It's, I think it was 
might have been one of the best records ever in the regular season in, in history of the AHL. So uh, it's, it's going to be hard to top that. So if they match that, certainly that's great. If they don't match that, that doesn't mean that they can't do it. But it's still because Coachella Valley was right there on their tail in, in, the, in the grand scheme of it. So um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got the rundown in. We got all 10 of them in. Uh, we got more to talk about. We'll do that uh, next week on the the Pro Hockey West Report. So take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Summer Skates. Go to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner for personalized shower shoes and koozies for you or your team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort. By Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to tmobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available at your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us from the Summer Skate Studios. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Ask everybody to join us again next Thursday night for the Pro Hockey West Report. Good night, everybody.